It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome into another day here on the program and another chilly morning. As you heard, Ceci Del Carmen just saying it is colder out there today than it was yesterday. We're talking in the low 20s and it's not really going to get that warm through the course of the day, low 30s. So if you are someone who needs to bundle up, needs to wear layers, then by all means, you definitely want to put as many layers on as you can this morning. I am I am generally not a layers person, but I don't know. I don't know if it was the surgery or the weight loss or what, but I've got to bundle up more than I have in the past. When I came back to work, I was coming in every day and I had on an undershirt and then maybe a, a t-shirt over that and then a sweatshirt on. Part of that too is you you want to be comfortable when you have a scar healing across your waist, but today's the first day I tried to wear like regular clothes and it, it feels weird again. So I got to get used again to wearing clothes that actually fit instead of big baggy clothes because what I did was I kept some of my clothes that were too big held on to those knowing that I was going to be having the surgery and that's what I wore for the last month. So I was wearing everything all the way down to my boxer shorts. Everything was a couple sizes too big. Well, probably not my socks, but then that way there I thought, hey, that makes it so that nothing's rubbing up against my scar and I can, my incision, and I can heal properly. But today I was like, nah, I'm going to try and wear regular clothes and I feel weird, but that's all right. You'll help me through it. So speaking of weird, we had mentioned yesterday the, and by the way, I do want to acknowledge uh, right off the top of the show here today that it is the anniversary of the station nightclub fire. And uh, as always, every year on February 20th, if you want to call in with any thoughts on that, you certainly can. I, over the years, have done uh, multiple shows on the topic. Of course, We've done it on Spooky South Coast, which I know sounds on the surface like, oh, you're doing a ghost show about a tragic fire. But it it's more about the fact that my co-host Matt Moniz and former co-host Matt Costa and I, we had friends that we lost in the fire. But we also did have, uh, you know, Dave Kane on who his name came up last week as someone who used to be a regular here on WBSM. He's now on Rhode Island radio, but his son, Nikki O'Neill was the youngest person to perish in that fire. So the station nightclub fire is certainly something that we can always 
discuss every February 20th. So just want to throw that out there at the top of the program here. But yesterday we were talking about this request from the Brockton School Board, members of the Brockton School Board, to have the National Guard come in and help with security and some of the issues that they've been having. And you heard Phil mention it in the news there that they had the press conference yesterday, these four members of the school committee did. And in that, first of all, I never think of a, it's, it's never much of a press conference when you don't take any questions from the press. When you just come out and make a statement, I look at more, you're not really conferring. I mean, I guess you are in the basic sense of it, but there's no interaction. There's no back and forth. It's just a statement. And that's what they did yesterday. They stated what they are looking for and then didn't take any questions, which I thought was I'm trying to think of the right word. I just thought it was inappropriate considering what this request, the level to which this request reaches. That you're asking for the National Guard to come into your high school. I think you should be accountable to some questions and exactly what you're expecting. Now, Yesterday we talked about, well, would you actually want to have, you know, armed National Guard members lining your hallways, standing outside your entrances? Would they be interacting with the students? If, if, if something did happen, and, I, you know, not... Not to the scale of, you know, an outright violent situation or any kind of life-threatening situation. But if, if two students end up in a, you know, a fist fight in the hallway, which, come on, it's high school, it's going to happen all the time. Does the National Guard step in and break that up or do they go and get the school resource officer or does a teacher step in? Like, what are the logistics of what you're looking for here? And don't give me the answer of, we'll figure that all out. If you're going to request the National Guard to come in, you better already have the plan of how you want. The National Guard doesn't come in to hang around while you develop the plan you want to use them for. When they're deployed, they're deployed. They go to work. They get the job done. They move on to the next task. And so in this press statements yesterday that these members made it was more of a well no no we don't we don't want uniform national guard people with guns standing in the hallway you know we'd like them to be plain clothes and we'd like them to be you know working as hall monitors and and substitute teachers okay so what you need are hall monitors and substitute teachers What you need is to hire more personnel for your high school. But the problem is, is your school department entered the school year $14 million short on its budget. What do you think is going to be an easier thing to get delivered to Brockton High School? 
to have your mayor and your local legislators appeal to the governor for some emergency funding or to have an appeal to the governor to deploy the National Guard to a high school. I get it. And and Jack Splane and I talked about this yesterday. There was there, there there's no way they've got to be expecting that the governor's actually going to send the National Guard. This is a publicity stunt. This is a way to get attention so that when that ask does happen or even Instead of them asking, it becomes a suggestion from the state government to say, well, why don't we just get you some funding instead? That's what I think is the ultimate plan here. But in the meantime, you're making your school department look, I think, ridiculous. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hi, good morning. How you doing? I think it's ridiculous to call the National Guard when everybody knows that the mayor of any large or middle-sized city simply gets on the phone and requests a chapter of the guardian angels and they come in and they do it they stay as long as they need it so you would suggest having the guardian angels come in yeah or, or, or if you're going to bring in a national guard bring them in in a soft suit maybe a beret cap and a baton oh i think i think full gear the school department's saying they can come in in plain clothes. If, if that's the case, why do you even need the National Guard? Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, the Guardian Angels, this is fit for what exactly what they're about. Because what they do is they will monitor the high school and they'll probably walk the streets after school's over. And they're uh, very efficient. they got a great record. And uh, Sweewa, uh, I guess he's still ahead of it in New York. Uh, this would be a piece of cake for him. And it'd be good PR for the mayor because it put the control in the mayor's hands and not the council or the school committee. See, the, the concern that I have, though, is whether it's the National Guard, whether it's the Guardian Angels, this still is only a temporary fix for what seems to be a more of an ongoing problem. So what happens when, you know, they, they're not going to be able to stay there forever. You're not really solving your issue if you're just bringing in these, these folks to, to come in on a part-time basis. Yeah, but I would contain this situation. I'm sure that these individuals have names and addresses, and some of them might even have parents. But the thing is, is that, um, and, you know, that's how you do it. Name, rank, serial number. Okay, son, this and this, this and that, this and that. Here's your official notice to, to behave yourself, blah, blah, blah. And I uh, hear we have no rights to do this to these kids, you know. Well, I don't yeah, know. Right. I, I hear about those things happening all the time. I usually hear it from the other end, though, from parents who say, my kid got this notice and my kid's a good kid and there's no way they did this. But they still yeah, my kid's send a that kid out. Too, and, and, and when my lawyer gets out of jail and he gets out of jail, they'll show you how great they are. <laughs> but, yeah, they're very good kids. You know, Austin's not a big deal nowadays. Anyways, capping anybody. Um, so anyway, the point is, is that how do you want to approach it? I think that all the uh, the, uh, the members of the, the call for the National Guard should come before the people and say, we, we're doubling down on the National Guard situation. They don't have to explain themselves. Stand up like a roll call vote and say, my name's the council of this, or I'm who and who, and, and I'm all in with National Guard. And Healy would like to know about this. I know if you're from Martha's Vineyard, they'd already be here. 
Well, she's she's aware of it. Her office has already commented on this and said they were aware of the situation and that they would be taking a look at the request. My problem with it is that once they get to the school and they start the um, shenanigans, I'll be polite about it. Uh, once they start to disrupt everything, then at that point, none of the kids are teachable. So what the hell are you doing in school? You got to straighten this thing out. Mm-hmm. You got to get the names of the uh, names of the culprits, and you got to bring their parents in. And if the parents don't want want anything to do with it, fine, fine, put them in detention hall or something. Man. But they got to get off the property because there's no learning going on when you're disrupting students who want to better themselves and get a great education and move on with their lives. I mean, 6,000 students is not your typical high school. Right. And, and you know, that's that's kind of the point that the school board was making yesterday and so, or these members of the school board were making in, in their presentation to the media is that, listen, we, we think a majority of the students are coming here and doing the right thing and coming here to learn. It's just this small percentage of students that we need this assistance with. And it, and all... I just zero in on that. And I say small percentage of students, it's a problem, and you're calling in the National Guard. I would expect you calling in the National Guard because you walk you walk into the school and it's Animal House in there. You know, everybody's exactly. just throwing everything and getting into fights in the hallway, and, and people don't feel safe just walking into the building. That sounds like a National Guard situation. Yeah, I, would, I would expect the ambulances. I would expect yeah. blood. I would expect screaming and trauma and teachers uh, breaking the windows and stuff and screaming for help. Because that's the way to portray it, like reaper madness in the 1930s. If you smoke reaper, and it shows a guy turn into Jekyll and I knew it. Totally extreme. And this is the problem. I think this is extreme. I think it's your last measure, the National Guard calling. I, I, I would agree with you. last measure. And however, I think the first measure is, is for, and I don't know if it's ever going to happen in school, or have an adult conversation back and forth in public and let people participate, uh, let teachers have input. Uh, I'd like I like a few stories about teachers who've had this problem going on because apparently this, this thing's been festering. And um, that if it's festering, then there's gotta be some teachers who are at the center of this uh, chaos. And Absolutely. I like to hear what they've got to say. Because it looks to me like they're doing a lot of yakking, but everybody drives home at night, orders pizza, and lays feet up on the couch and watches CNN. And, uh, you know, so I don't think it's a big deal. Now, when somebody gets their head smashed in, or somebody dies, or somebody gets lacerated in a cut artery or something, then then maybe we'll pick it up from there. And even then, it's not a National Guard problem. Yep, it's right. in-house cleaning. Because if you're so incompetent that you can't keep, oh, these are gang members, this is Hey, if you know all that about them, then you ought to know how to remove them from the school system because it's not about learning. All right. Well, I thank you for the call. You have a great day. Take it easy. And uh, we can take more of your calls, 508-996-0500. I do want to emphasize some of the statements that were made by the members of the Brockton School Committee that that spoke to the press yesterday. So um, let me just make sure I get there. They did say that they had started this letter a couple of weeks ago and they'd held off at first, but now they've gotten to the point where they're seeking help. Um, Tony Rodriguez or or Rodericks, he says, this isn't something that is negative. The National Guard does bring positivity. We're looking for support with the National Guard to come in and act as substitute teachers, hall monitors, to make sure that the high school is safe. 
And then uh, Anna Oliver says, we're not asking them to deploy a whole army to our school. We're asking for support, especially with the teacher shortage throughout the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. I also want to highlight that we have some great students in Brockton. They are doing excellent work. They're coming in. They're getting their education. They're following the policy, the authority with the educators. But we do have some that continue to not do what they're supposed to be doing. And that's what we need help with. And then uh, Claudio Gomes said, I know that the first thing that comes to mind when you hear National Guard is uniform and arms. And that's not the case. They're people like us. They're educated, they're trained, and we just need their assistance right now. We need more staff to support our staff and help the students learn and have a safe environment. So translation, really, if you want to boil it down here, what they're saying is we want help to come in that's being paid for from somewhere outside of our school department or city coffers. Send us the National Guard because we're not going to pay that bill. Send us the National Guard because this way here, we don't have to hire anybody. So this really is, it's becoming clearer and clearer to me. It's just a stunt to try to get some funding, to try to get Maybe somebody steps forward and says, here, here's a, a private donation. Here, here's a, a grant that we can fast track for you. Or, you know, let's get the, the legislators to pass some emergency funding for you. That's what this is about. And to draw attention to the fact that The school never should have been $14 million below budget anyway. But somehow that happened. The superintendent then went out on medical leave. Some would say conveniently. And now this is the problem that they've been dealing with throughout the school year. 508-996-0500 or hit me up on app chat or open line voicemails in the WBSM app. But I'm going to take a break right now and be back in a few moments. Um. And we will take more of your calls. 508-996-0500. You can also send an app chat messages like Jeff in Fall River did who said send the National Guard to help shut down the border. Then we will have some additional money to put into schools. You can send those app chat messages via the WBSM app, which you can download in your app store. And it's all free. It's brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. So, again, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. Or if you have the app, you don't even need to remember the number because when you open up the app, there's a button in the middle that says call us. And you just press that button and it'll dial into the studio so you don't even have to worry about remembering the number. That's We try to make it super easy for you, and everything is easy to do right through the WBSM app. All right, now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day, all the big stories happening nationally and internationally with Phil Devitt. 
Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. President Biden says Republicans are walking away from America's obligations overseas. While speaking to reporters on the White House lawn, Biden said it was shocking that House Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and obligations to NATO. The comments come as the Republican-led House took a two-week break without bringing legislation providing military aid to Ukraine and Israel to the floor for a vote. Biden also says he's considering more sanctions against Moscow after the death of opposition leader Alexei Navalny. We already have sanctions moving and we're considering additional sanctions. The high-profile vocal critic of Vladimir Putin died in prison last week. Biden told reporters he'd be willing to enact additional sanctions on top of those already levied after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. A suspect in Colorado's latest school shooting is headed to court today. Police arrested Nicholas Jordan Monday, three miles from the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. The 25-year-old is a student there and accused of opening fire in a dorm Friday, killing two people. Police say everyone involved in the incident knew each other and confirmed this was not a random attack. More information is expected after the hearing. Investigators are trying to figure out how human remains ended up on a subway track in New York City over the weekend. The NYPD says a human leg was found Saturday in the Bronx. It's not yet clear who the leg belongs to or what happened. Officials did not say if anything else was found with the body part. Taking antidepressants such as Prozac while pregnant can hinder a child's brain development and possibly cause mental disorders later in life. That's the findings in a new study published last week in the journal Nature Communications. Experts say antidepressants that raise serotonin levels can influence how the brain learns and adjusts. And Lyft CEO David Risher says the rideshare company's bottom line was boosted thanks to, what else, the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Traffic to and from stadiums and hotels was significantly up when the pop star was in town, anywhere from 25 to 60 percent. Risher also told Yahoo Finance that Swifties tend to tip three times higher than average. Police in Rhode Island have arrested a man in connection with an attempted armed robbery at Bay Coast Bank in Swansea. Authorities say a courier was robbed by two men at gunpoint. 29-year-old Giovanni Foyol is in custody. The search is on for the other suspect. And in New Bedford, lane closures begin tonight as work ramps up on the new pedestrian bridge going over Route 18. The overnight work will go for at least the next week. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The boss Boston Bruins beat the Dallas Stars at TD Garden last night 4-3. They're away to play the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow. And the Celtics play the Bulls in Chicago on Thursday. Let's check your forecast now with ABC6. I'm Bundle up. It's cold outside. Temperatures colder today than yesterday at this time. Running mid to low 20s, the wind chill values in the teens. Mostly sunny skies this afternoon in the mid-30s. Overnight, temperatures dip into the upper 20s under dry conditions. Uh, Wednesday, partial sunshine, mid-30s, and mostly sunny. Temperatures moderate by Thursday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford. News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
bit. That's a that's a song you might have forgotten from the eighties. Maybe. I mean, people remember it from when Puff Daddy sampled it, or Puffy, or Diddy, P Diddy, Diddy, whatever, whatever name you want to choose to to call Sean Combs these days. But people remember that as being a refrain in one of their songs, but they might not remember where it actually came from. Because if people want to talk about bad boys, they usually want to talk about it in a negative sense. So you're going to get inner circles, you know, bad boys, what you're going to do when they come for you. Which has become synonymous with crime. Synonymous with things like what the Brockton High School, the Brockton School Committee is asking the National Guard to come in and help handle. But... The Miami Sound Machine song is a little bit more, oh, I like the bad boys. It's a little bit more kind of glorifying the bad boys. So that's probably why you don't hear that one as much. But yeah, that's what we do here is we dig out some of those forgotten songs that you might not have thought about in years and play them for you because nothing that I like better than people calling in or sending in an app chat message saying, oh, I forgot about that song. Because as I've always said, I'm just a frustrated music DJ posing as a talk show host. So I'm going to bring you dumb music trivia that you don't even need to know, but hopefully it gets your day started off pretty well. Speaking of starting your day off, I want to warn you, and uh, we'll, we'll have some more details for you on this, uh, but... I just want to let you know, we, we mentioned it briefly yesterday with Jack Spillane as we were turning on the light, but there's going to be some traffic concerns with Route 18 coming up this week as they are continuing work on the pedestrian bridge that they're building over Route 18 that will go from Purchase Street to the, no, per, Purchase here we go again, where I, I get all my New Bedford geography mixed up. But anyway, replacing the current pedestrian bridge over to the Wales Tooth parking lot, this new bridge is going to be something that will be symbolic of the city. It'll be something that will become a, you know, the same way that when you see the Zakem Bridge and you say, oh, that's Boston. Although, to be fair... There's so many bridges these days that look like the Zakem Bridge. I like wait until I can see like TD Garden over on the side. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Boston. But it's going to be something that the minute you see it, you're going to say, oh, that's that's New Bedford. Something that can become a symbol of New Bedford. But in order to do that, they've got to do some work on Route 18. So tomorrow and the day after, there will be... Portions of Route 18 southbound that will be closed. And then for a couple of days after that, the the Purchase Street exit will be closed down. So they have flashing signs over in the area where this will be happening. But just want to make you aware of that in case it's going to mess up your commute or mess up where you've got to be. Our friend over at Southeastern Mass Alerts just on, on Twitter at Metro underscore notify 
or I guess on X. I hate saying that. So stupid. But uh, just send a message. I've never even heard of that song. So see, there you go. Musical education. That's what you get here on the program. Uh, 508-996-0500. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Tim. How you doing? Pretty well. Pretty well. I got an idea. I got a name for the bridge. The gateway to New Bedford. The, the pedestrian the bridge? No, no, the new, the new uh, lift bridge. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, but the Don Quixote bridge. <laughs> we can we can tilt at Will Mills down the down the bottom of the harbor. So it, at least at least you're you're recognizing that it will be a real bridge, and that you will use that bridge to tilt at the windmills, as opposed to you know most things related to Don Quixote are just completely imaginary. You think the bridge will actually be happening? Someday it will, sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, I I, I think I. I'm hoping that bridge happens before the the new uh, canal crossing. You know, the the born of the Sagamore. I don't know though. What do you think? You, which bridge is going to be built first? Well, one is you know one is already in the the planning stages, uh, and the other two are they just seem to keep punting that football as far down the field as they can. So I I think that and first of all, my guess would be it'll be a lot faster to build the the new New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. Because well, it's it's not as big a project, right? It's not as big a project, but but I mean, uh, give me an idea. What do you when do you think if we did the over under right now? When when do you think we'll be able to drive over that new bridge? The the new oh, Bedford for Haven one, I would say, I would say, you know, and again, I'm I'm looking at the timeline they gave us, and then taking into account, you know, how much projects have gotten delayed. I'm going to say by 2030, you'll be able to drive on that new New Bedford for Haven bridge. Oh, five, six years. That's yeah, probably, that's probably a pretty reasonable guess. But on I mean, the flip side we of that, know, we know we know somebody's going to come up with a a reason to slow it down. Sure, Maybe and it, it could it could be there could be a lot of issues that come up. But I will say this too: I honestly think we're going to be celebrating the 100th anniversary of those canal bridges before there's a replacement. So, yeah, they were built the same year that uh, King Kong came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fay Ray. We maybe we get Fay Ray on top of the bridge before. But that, you, know, we, you know, King Kong's King back. King Kong and Fay Ray. Yeah, King Kong's back. Maybe they can uh, film film something down there and and have King Kong actually destroy those bridges in in some one of those new Godzilla movies. <laughs> hey, listen, I was thinking um, about the Brockton schools. You know, when what if somebody came from outside with uh, some outside money? And I don't know if you mentioned that or you were getting that way, but some rich guy came up with uh, uh, some funding for a, a school system like Brockton. I you could, know, like a like uh, well, a George Soros or a uh, or a, uh, the the uh, the opposite side, the uh, the Koch brothers. Said, "Hey, here's this fifty million dollars. We get plenty of money. Take our money and let's see if we can do something different." Well, I, I was thinking more local money, like like Campanelli could donate some money or something. You know, so there's a lot of um, big developers Ernie, that come Ernie, out of that area. Ernie Bach, Ernie Bach Jr. Yeah, Ernie. Uh, you know the the um, uh, the Carney family. The you know the uh, what, if, what if it had strings attached? So we know, you know we'll give you the money to. Uh, I don't. I don't revamp this school, but we we'd, we'd like you to take a particular. Uh, 
approach towards education. Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would do that. I think what would mo- what would be more likely to happen is if somebody did make that kind of an offer, that's when all of a sudden you'd see the legislators coming in and saying, "Look, we we've gotten the governor to give you some emergency funding." How about if how about if the, the when the governor was the attorney general, uh, she took money from the seed funding from uh, rich people to uh, you know the kind of the lawfare that people talk about now to uh, oh uh, we'll we'll give you a two new positions on a grant in the attorney general's office if you use those the grant to sue say Exxon as part of the. Uh, you know, it's part of the environmental movement. Yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, and, and the though, attorney general did take the money and did did join in those grants. So there's, you know, what I mean, there's a the private money that comes in, excuse me, that does affect public policy. Yeah, uh, it did happen at the attorney general's office. And it's and unfortunately, it's commonplace in politics. Uh, CNN just had a, a a new series that debuted about some of the political scandals. And they had uh, Rod Blagojevich on, and Blagojevich was talking about how, hey, listen, I didn't do anything that 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 other people don't do, in trying to you know get money for the uh, the Obama Senate seat. He's like, this is this is just how politics is done. People don't give you money without expecting something in return. They might not expressly state it, but you know it's kind of like the Godfather. I may call on he, you, or that was, day may never come. But when I do, you can't say no. Senator, <laughs> Senator. <laughs> How did uh, Don or uh, the junior say? He said, "Senator, uh, uh, you and I are part of the same hypocrisy, but but don't try to bring my family into this." Mm. All right. Well, remember, you, you, no, you you remember uh, the senator from the great state? He said, "Oh, we don't want you people here." So, senator, and then the next thing you know, uh, the Camillones had the senator in their back pocket. Uh, anyway, no, uh, just, just thinking, you know, uh, we're, uh, we're in a, we're a commonwealth that's in short supply of money and, uh, short supply of money makes people look for different, uh, avenues of, uh, you know, of, uh, of funding and, uh, who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, I got to hold you there cause I got another call. All right. All right. All right you, yeah. you have a great day. And uh, let's take another call here before I got to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. Morning. You brought up the pedestrian bridge. Yes. Now, what is the benefit of that? It's from people to get from Purchase Street to where? Where, Where is that going now? To the Wales Tooth parking lot where the uh, train station is going to be. Oh, that's good. That's very beneficial, huh? I think so. Now that you brought that up, yes. Now that you brought that up, I'm going to bring up something that I mentioned before last year, I think, a couple of times. I don't know if it was to you or somebody else, but they took out the pedestrian bridge where the octopus is, where people from Melville Towers can get safely downtown to go voting because our voting station is right there at the old New Bedford Hotel. I go regardless. I'm brave. But people have died that have lived right here in the building, and they took that out without replacing that. Now, there's over 310 residents here, and a lot of them will not go to vote. A lot of them won't even take a walk downtown. Never mind about the panhandlers asking you for money, asking you if you have cigarettes. I go past that, but I would like to have that back. I don't know why they took it out. It wasn't rotting that bad, and in my opinion. Why is it gone, and why doesn't the mayor help us out? 
I thought I had heard that there was discussion about putting another one in, but I maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, but you know, Mr. Weisberg, we talk and talk and talk every day. We could talk about it for the next thirty years, in which case I'll be gone and I won't need it anymore. But I would like to see one there. As many times I would like to go down there for certain reasons. I mean you got fifties, night and aha and all them cars and all. And a lot of times I don't bother. I'm not gonna cross that corner. Cars are speeding, they're coming from Fahaven. They're coming way down Kempton. Boy, they're zooming by there. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a person, a resident here that was killed in a wheelchair. Another one while they were walking across. If you look it up, I'm sure you'll find it. But I wish the mayor would bring that up the next time he's on the talk show. Well, he'll be on tomorrow with Chris, as far as I know, at 11 o'clock. So if if, uh, if you want to give him a yeah. call tomorrow and ask him directly. Yeah. But you know what else, Mr. Weisberg, with that going on? It's hard to get the line it's very difficult to get it when the mayor is on. That is true. What I can do is so, I can I can write down your question on a piece of paper and leave it for Chris, and if they have time, they can, they can work it in. That would be very wonderful. I'd appreciate that because we really need that over here. A lot of shut-ins here, they can't go far, but when that walkway was there, a lot of them ventured out, and they got to go downtown. And, you know, you the way you understand about they got restaurants down there. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, the elderly love to go over there and get their coffee, sit outside. It's a place for them to sit around and talk. Even though it's changed a lot down there with the people I mentioned, they're haunting us every time we go down there. And it's too bad the mayor couldn't do something about that, too. They're changing their clothing right in the, right in the walkway of where the library is. There's a few steps there. You see people going there with their bag of clothing, and they're trying to change clothes out in public. They're trying to hide because where else are they going to go? I mean, it's a mess downtown. You have to admit it. But thanks for taking my three-minute call. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. And, you too. Uh, bye-bye. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Got to take a really quick break, though. View at 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's going on, Tim? How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. I heard I just came on uh, on the radio with you. And uh, when I turned it on, I heard you talking about Brockton. But I didn't get the full context. Is this in regards to the National Guard going, like request and all yes. that craziness over there? Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you fix this? I mean, where did it? Why did it escalate so quickly there? Where you need the National freaking Guard to come in and quell a situation? So we know that it's probably just a handful of idiotic kids that that are causing problems. Maybe like ten, fifteen kids. Well, you know considering how considering how big that school is, it's probably, you know, it's probably a significant amount, but still you're right. It's it seems to me like this is, you know, reaching for the final solution before you've tried other solutions, but I think it's posturing because they don't have the money to hire anybody to come in and help with this situation. Right. So say all right, so let's say uh we have a situation and it's usually, like I said, a handful of instigators. There's probably about ten, fifteen kids who really agitate everybody. And then you get the other group on the outskirts, another 20 kids that jump in just to be part of the group. So I think if you could figure out who these, this, this cool group of kids and just expel them, get them the hell out of the school. Why do we, we get rid of the, the bad boy schools for some reason, because we don't want to ostracize the bad ones. Or that, you know, the reason why they're bad is because they're, you know, in this type of a situation, and if you expel them, it's just going to make it worse. Well, too bad. Too bad. You know, because your, your current decisions 
are making education for 90% of the rest of the kids in, in, uh, in Brockton High worse. And to the 90% point- of the kids are going are gonna to have a worse education off because you want to cater to a, a small group of morons that want to just, they don't, they don't care about their education. Those kids, honestly, I can say, do not care about their education enough to, to you know, care whether or not they're, they're expelled. So just do it. Get rid of them. And I do think they're having some outside problems. I do believe them when they say they've got people who are coming into the school who aren't students there that are causing issues. Yep. But that's something that the local police should be handling. Right. And do they have a student resource officer, uh, a school resource officer there? I don't know for sure, but I would, I would guess so. Is he armed? Like, I, I don't bring, know. Like, bring him in. Because you know those outside kids are probably gang-related because it's Brockton. And, you know, pretty much Brockton is just a gang city. It's run by multiple gangs um, on the street. And, and then when you start to get into the high school, you're going to have the gangs getting into the high school. I mean, even Dartmouth 30 years ago had a gang, like a, a problem with not gangs per se, but like two rival groups, which is ended up in having the, the kid from uh, Vokes stab Jason Robinson in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That, that was kind of like two rival groups. It was just on a smaller scale. But if it can happen in Dartmouth, it's definitely happened in Brockton. And you know those outside groups are older kids that don't belong in the school. They're not from maybe, they might not even be from like other high schools. They might be from like kids that are 19 and 20. Right. But they're, they're, they're just punk kids who are looking to get involved in, back in the high school. They have nothing going on in their life. So they're going back to the high school and starting problems. Have like lock the doors. I don't even know why the doors are lock- aren't locked. Are they are they getting into the school and causing problems? Uh, there was no details on how that. They just made the claim that they that they were. That's the problem is that the school committee members that held this press conference wouldn't take questions. These are the kind of questions that would have been asked by the media. Right, right, exactly. I, you know, I think it's the the you know that they they don't want to hurt feelings, and it's too much of that hurt their feelings. Sure. Go up to them and say, you know what, y'all gone, y'all gone, y'all gone. You're not coming back. You, you have nothing left in your life, really, because you wasted it all. Gone. You're gone. You're not going to ruin education for this right. kid, this kid, and this kid because you want to act like an idiot. You'll, Absolutely, and then yeah. you'll get rid of the situation. Just throw them, throw them into another school for, for the rest of, this, rest of the year and don't allow them back for the rest of their career. It's very simple to get rid of this problem. Sure. I got to just hold you there because I got to take the final break, but thank you for the call. You got it, Tim. Have a good day. And I do have to take this final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. Um.